Very warm greetings to all in the blessed name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now let us all turn to Jeremiah, the passage we have been considering about pride. Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9. Let us read verses 23 and 24 together. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, reading. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. May God bless the reading of his word. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we bow before you, seeking afresh the cleansing and washing in the blood of our Saviour. For we acknowledge, Lord, we must have sinned against you in so many ways. Knowingly, Lord, if there have been things that we have been disobedient in, we have been ignoring, we pray, O God, that you forgive us, cleanse us thoroughly. For tonight we have come to seek thy face in the place of prayer. O Lord, let no sin be a hindrance be a barrier to you hearing our prayers. But before that, O God, we pray, even now as we study your word, Lord, may you open our eyes of understanding, cause us to know how to deal with this sin that is so perilous in the perilous end times, the sin of pride. And we pray that in understanding, Lord, we will truly readjust our thinking, our living, that we may Lord, live lives that would bring you glory, not point men to ourselves. And Father, we pray now that you remove all distraction, all um, tiredness of the body, and draw our hearts and minds, Lord, into your word. May your spirit, Lord, teach us. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Perilous sin of the end, sins of the end times, we are on the sin of pride pride. Now, the chief end of men, we know, as rightly pointed out, taken from scriptures, is to glorify God. We always know that. Now, then the greatest barrier, sin, that would hinder you from fulfilling this chief end would be, of course, the sin of pride. Because the sin of pride is about pointing men to men, especially to ourselves. Whereas to glorify God is always to point men to God. So it behooves us to really understand how to deal with this sin. It will be a sin that is common in the end times, particularly strong, I guess particularly deceptive then. So much so that the apostles would warn the churches to ensure that it doesn't prevail in the lives of believers, and especially in the church. Now, if I were to ask you, 
Who taught you to be proud? Well, we don't. The answer is simple. No one needs to teach us. We see that in young children. Children already are proud from a very young age without needing to be taught because of the fallen sinful nature which comes at birth. So we don't need to know because no one needs to teach you. Use this faculty, use that faculty, think like that, think like this, and then, nah, then you go and be proud. Not necessary at all. But to deal with the sin of pride, we actually need to know how. We need to be taught. We need to be taught on how to glorify God. We don't need to be taught on how to glorify self. Last week, we saw that God, God's solution, look at Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 24. God's solution to verse 23, taking pride in yourself or even in other men, in human, basically, and the possessions and power. The solution is to glory, but to glory in the right things. You see, they were glorying in the wrong things. They were glorying in man's wisdom, man's might, man's possessions. But God says, I want you to glory. I built men to, to glory. That is why it's the chief end of men. But it's to glory in me, to glory about me. So he says the solution is let him that glorieth. Now, if you want to glory, then glory in this. Glory in this. The solution to glorying, to pride, is actually to glory, but to glory in God. Like I said in the beginning, we don't need to be taught how to glory in men. But we need to learn how to glory in God. God created us to notice, to be able to glorify Him. Just like He says in His Word, everything that He created around us is to point to His glory. His creation shouts out to men to glorify God. But how? How? So if you and I say, Lord, I want to deal with this, how to do that? Well, the solution is described in verse 24. Glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. That he understandeth and knoweth me. So this is how to, all right? We don't need to be taught how to glorify self, but to glorify God, God says, this is what you need, to, that you understand and know me. Understand and know me. Now, what is this all about? Like we emphasized last week, God gave men the ability to glorify, to glory. God gave men the abilities to glory. Just like God gave men the glory, the ability to feel hunger, and you need to feel hunger because you need to eat, otherwise you will fall sick. God gave men the abilities but man would turn it to turn the faculties that God gives to sin. The ability to glorify God is found in these two faculties. 
In verse 24, understanding and knowing. These two faculties. Because if I need to learn to glorify God, then I need to understand, I need to know these two faculties and what they are and how to use them. Because I need to be taught to glorify God, to turn my pride in myself, my glorying in myself, to glorifying God. These two faculties are what God says we need to use. Now, what are the meanings, the Hebrew meanings of these words? The word understand in Hebrew is sakal, sakal. Now, it means to look at, to give attention to. It has the connotation of having insight, to develop insight, intellectual comprehension. Now, it's very important to remember and understand these words because these are the very things. When we use the faculties of understanding to glorify God, means now to solve the solution of pride in me. The solution of pride in me is to turn everything to make it about God, right? Then we use these faculties. These faculties means to give attention to, to look at, to have insight and to have intellectual comprehension. We need to use these faculties. You'll see how, all right, in the weeks to come, God willing. But you must understand what it is first. Now then, sakal is not just that. It's not just, well, now I have insight. Well, I must develop insights. That is what it means, right? God says, you must develop insights. You must comprehend me. But it is not just to have that understanding of God. Sakal, now, always, is about something that will result in a practical outcome. All right? It's not like, well, in school, some, some lessons you learn, you feel, well, these this are just theories I need to know. That's all not much practical usage. But when God says, I want you to exercise this faculty of understanding, is to bring an outcome of prudence. Bring an outcome of prudence. Means bring an outcome that now you will know how to think clearly, to choose and to focus on the right thing. And then to do the right thing. Whether it's to say the right things or to present um, the right things or to trust in the right things. All right? So it brings understanding. That's why it's called understand in English. It's difficult to describe all these Hebrew words. So the closest to English is understand. All right? Now I have understanding of what to do. Not just I understand, but now I know what to do. Now actually, when you really think about it, Pride in ourselves, all right? The sin of pride. We use this faculty without thinking. Isn't it true? We don't need to be taught to use it for that because to look at, let me look at myself. Then to give attention to, let me look at, let me give attention to how, what am I good at? Let me have intellectual comprehension. Let me think, all right? Let me think, How? How to present this information? How to put all this together? Ah, now I get a picture. And now 
prudence. Now I want to use this information that I have given attention to, put together. Now I, have the, I want to use it. I want to use it to glorify myself. Now what is yada? What is yada? Now yada is, well, we've been studying this word at worship service. No, all right? No. No with an intimate knowledge, right? That's what, what we always understand. This, this particular knowing is, a, is, is an experiential knowledge, all right? We always say that. This particular one is experiential knowledge. Now, what does it mean? Experiential knowledge means you experience something. Now, after you experience something, you don't just experience it and then, well, wow, that's, that's my experience. No, with that experience, in that experience, having that experience, you reflect, you ponder, you have sensed, you have experienced something, then you investigate and you prove. Remember all these words, all right? Because these are the very things that we need to use to glorify God that actually we do use to glorify ourselves, but we don't notice it, that's all. So I say again, it is because of the experience, you don't just end with experience, you reflect on, on it, all right? You investigate and you prove. You reflect on it, consider it with detail. Now, isn't that true also? We do that naturally, actually. Well, we just experience good results at work. We just experience a promotion. We just experience um, um, achieving something in what we do. We just experience that. Now, pride is this. You sit there and you mull about it. You think, hmm, wow, I'm pretty good. Well, you know, that day I did that, I did that. If, did, if I didn't do that, then this would have happened, right? But I was so clever, I did that. And then you think, right? Now, young ones, are you like that? You, you did very well in school or maybe in a game, in an activity. Then you go home and then you think and you think, oh, then you re, re, replay what you did in school. Maybe at work, after the presentation, you go, oh, I said that, I did that pretty good. We actually use these faculties without realizing it. After the experience, then, now at the end of it, well, we begin to show off, right? All right? Now, the ability to notice, to admire, to get excited after observing or after experiencing are faculties, faculties given by God to be used to glorify Him, not to bring pride to ourselves. Hence, God says, now in verse 23, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches. But now you have those abilities, let him that glorieth, men will glory. Men will glory because it's like men will eat because those, those urges are put in you. Men will eat. Let him that eateth eat proper food, right? Let him that eateth don't eat junk food, 
So God just said, we will glory. Let him that glory, glory in this. And to glory in this is glory about God. And to glory about God, these are the faculties that you need to use. Understanding and knowing. Now, knowing that these are key faculties given by God, the ability to look at things, to focus, to give attention to things, the ability to then develop insights. Please remember this, all right? To develop insights and then to develop comprehension and then become intelligent about something. The ability to, after experience something, actually to delve deeper in it, like I keep saying, remember these faculties, what they mean, these Hebrew words, what they mean, because these are exactly what you and I need to begin to use in life. All right? Consciously. The ability to, to then begin to investigate, then to prove, and then to reflect, and then to go deeper after an experience. Whether you saw something, you felt something, something happened to you, the ability to go deeper in all those things are God-given faculties that will end up being used well, either for yourself, to point men to yourself, to make yourself feel good, or to point people to God. The solution is to use it to point people to God. But you and I need to be conscious of what these activities are in knowing and understanding, and then to consciously use it all the time to point men to God. All right? Now, but before we go deeper into examples and practical usage, all right? Now you know the theological meaning of these words, but you also need to be convinced that these faculties, because they are key for you and I to get rid of pride and fulfill the opposite in the end times, which is point men to God, in our lives, then you must be convinced, even frightened, even very conscious as a result of how these faculties were actually attacked. Because until we are conscious that these faculties not only are present in us, right? We just said well, God says, use these faculties. They are present. They are given by me. It's no use just knowing them, knowing that, well, biblically, I know they exist in me and to use it. We also want to develop that consciousness. They will always be attacked. It's a no-brainer, right? If Satan knows, and he knows, the chief end of man is to glorify God, his big problem was that. His big problem was Pride. The chief end of men is to glorify God, and these faculties are the faculties to be used to glorify God, then these are the very faculties that he must attack and make you commit the same sin as him, the sin of pride. Correct? Now, I hope then with scriptures, we develop that awareness, consciousness, and then that carefulness, knowing that it is something that Satan will keep doing every day, every moment. Turn with me to Genesis. Right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. 
We know that Satan, in chapter 3, has already, been, has already committed the sin of pride and been cast down to earth. Right? Chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent, which we know is Satan, was more subtle than any beast of the field. Okay? So Satan is on earth, committed the sin of pride already. Now these two words, these faculties that God says, I put in men to glorify me. They have an urge to glory and that urge will be to glorify me in the beginning, right? These two words actually appears in Genesis and in this very scene. The initial appearances of these two Hebrew words were in this scene. Look at chapter 3. Now, Let us read verses 1 to 6 together, reading. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden... God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Look at verse 5. Now, Satan used the very faculties, or rather he appealed to the very faculties that God gave to Adam and Eve to glorify him, which is one of it is what? Knowing, correct? Knowing. The ability to experience, analyze, prove, investigate. That is found in verse 5. Now he says, And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. He appealed to that very faculty of knowing you will know good and evil. Now then the second one, understanding. You say, where does it appear? Understand, we didn't read the word understand. Well, no, yes, it's there. Now, in verse 6. Now, first in verse 5, the faculty of, that is to be used to glorify God, to think about God, was appealed to, and then Eve now used the other faculty, deceived into using the other faculty, and fell into sin. What was that? Look at verse 6. Now, this word, these words, and a tree to be desired to, to make one wise. To make one wise. Now, that is the word, not shocking, understand, to have understanding. 
to make one wise, to have understanding, sakar. Sakar. And then she's saying, well, then I will have sakal. Both faculties were appealed to. Both faculties were used by Satan, by men, Eve in particular. And that is how they fell. Of course, if chief end of men, if the chief end of men is to glorify God, and these are the very faculties that Eve and Adam were to use to think about God, to examine the works of God, and to glorify God, would be used, would be attacked. Now look at verse 6 of Genesis. We know in the New Testament it summarizes. It was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes. Oh, sorry, verse 6. And it saw that it was, the tree was good for food, the lust of the flesh. And it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes. And the tree to be desired to make one wise, the pride of life. The pride of life. Why is it summarized to make one wise? Why was it summarized as pride? Why? Because the very faculties used to glorify God now would be used to turn the attention to men, to self. You must understand this is serious. These faculties that we have, knowing and understanding, are very powerful faculties. This description of what it means, the better you know them, the better you will know how to use them and not to use them. That is why I gave you the definitions. Satan being more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made, he knew exactly how to make men use these faculties to turn it to pride, the pride of life, to make one wise, understanding through knowing, right? The reason for drawing you, your attention to this is to cause you and I not to take and use these faculties without carefulness, consciousness, awareness, and self-control, all right? Now you say, isn't anyway, isn't knowing God good? Isn't knowing good and evil good, right? You say, well, nothing wrong for Eve to want to know good and evil, nothing wrong for Eve to want to have wisdom, isn't it? The reality is this. Well, the faculties given to know good and evil. The, the, the God desires us to be able to comprehend, to be able to ex analyze, to be able to come to conclusion, to have wisdom. You say, isn't it good for me? I, I'm, I pray for wisdom. The Bible asks us to seek wisdom. Isn't it good to have wisdom to understand God's Word? What is wrong with that? In Eve's case, understand this, in Eve's case, was it really simply to know good and evil? Was it simply to have wisdom to know God? 
Well, the answer is clear in the passage. No. No. Because how God summarizes all this sin, summarily in the New Testament, lust of the eyes, lust of the, uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. This was what was in Eve. The faculties used and the faculties that she had. Maybe there was some desire, good desire in there. But ultimately, God described it as the pride of life. Her problem was actually pride. So same for us today. Even when we desire to know God, even when we desire wisdom, it can be the pride of life. That is why I say you, have, you and I must be very conscious of this. In every faculty that we use in this aspect of understanding and knowing, very sensitive to it. Otherwise, as we live in the end times where pride will be rife, pride will be promoted, pride will be common, it will be even worse in the end times. That is what makes it perilous. These are the perilous sins. We will be even less conscious of it in our usage of these faculties. Now, I'm still talking about the theological understanding and foundation. We will come to the applications, all right? So, we must come from this understanding first. Pride. Why, why is it pride? Let me ask you. Now, look at verse... Um, verse 17, chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. Now let's read together, verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou shalt eat us thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, Eve knows that. She's been told by Adam, all right? That's why she can quote it. The instruction is simple. You must not eat of this, eat from this tree. You must not. That is it. What is pride? Well, wanting to know good and evil, wanting to know God, know, have the wisdom to know God and to be God-like, right? Holy, isn't that good? What is pride? Now, if knew, if knew what God said, but if, after using the faculties of knowing, of understanding, she decided, remember, Sakal is prudence. It brings forth an action of decision that you see as prudent, as wise, as meaningful, as good. She used that Sakal to come to a conclusion that although God says no, I think. Now, whether good intention or evil intention, I think there is a better way. I think that if I 
did this, I can serve God better. I can discern things better. I don't have to trouble God to ask Him what is good and evil. Yes, God says no. But I use my thinking to come to this additional thinking of mine, and I think I can contribute more than what God has said. That is pride. That is pride. Now, even the point is this. Even in spiritual things, because Paul was telling Timothy the problems that will arise in the church, right? Especially then, the spiritual pride, spiritual pride. Now, if you are given the ability to understand, to know God's Word, and you study God's Word, which is good, and you do your quiet time, that is good, you meditate on God's Word, you ask questions, you want to know more, you want to attend as many of the Bible studies, take as many of the FEBC courses as possible, that is all good. Now, but remember at the fall, Satan did not present something immediately sinful, per se, knowing good and evil. You'll be like gods. But you see, the problem was this. Look at Genesis chapter 3 carefully. Look at Genesis chapter 3 carefully. Why was Satan so subtle? God reveals it here. God gave us the conversation. Now, please know, this is God's word. It means these are word for word God's word. And this account is not Moses' personal account. This account is God who heard, who knew exactly what was said, what was done, and God gave us the exact words that Satan used. You must know that. And the exact sequence and the exact way, approach, Satan used. So this is not like some, um, something that Moses kind of like, guess this is what happened. No, this are word for word what Satan said. How Satan made Eve use those faculties that were meant to glorify God to end up turning it to be about herself. How he made her think now look at verse 3. Now first he said, Ye shall not eat. Yea, hath he said, Ye shall not eat of every tree. The first thing he wanted them to think about was man, himself, herself. All right? Now by the way, Satan said ye, right? It's always my, well, you can argue, but it's always my simple, direct reading that Adam was present. That is why he said plural, you, right? Like just Jesus, when he speak in the New Testament, we know, is, it, is he speaking to an individual apostle, individual disciple, or to the crowd from the word ye? He was addressing plural, more than one person. I say ye, now immediately they were thinking, oh, us, me. You see, the, the faculty of knowing, understanding, thinking was now drawn to, oh, it's about me. 
God did not, God did not say, ye, oh, we, we cannot. Then he moves further. Now, Satan, he fell into it, and the woman said unto the serpent, we, we, right? Again, I believe Adam was there. We, no, we. She spoke for Adam, right? So, sight learning. Wives, the head of the home is the head of the home. Don't speak for your husband, especially in church matters, right? There's a, there's a conversation going on. Don't be the one that decides, oh, we will do this, all right? We will do that. And husband, don't just stand there and look at the wife, oh, okay, we will do that, oh, okay, we will do that, right? Now, let's come back to this. The head, um, and then it says, look at verse 3. Um, God has said, ye shall not eat of it. All right, so now she begins to be thinking about, well, it's, it's about what we do, what we don't do. Nothing so bad yet, but finally, Satan goes for the kill. For God doth know, verse 6, uh, for, sorry, verse 4, ye shall not surely die. Drawing the attention about what will happen to them. It is not, well, God will be disobeyed. He did not say God will not, God will be disobeyed. God will not be disobeyed. No, you, 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 drawing all the faculties of thinking and understanding to the inside, to you, to me, to the, to, to the person. Now, whenever you and I fall into pride, pride, that is what is happening. We see things, we experience things, we, after thinking about things, and all this while, we, were, we, we begin to think about us, me. That is how it works. This is a hint to the solution to the practical solution. Every time you and I are thinking, stop asking about, then what will happen to me? What will happen to my career? What will happen to my bank account? What will happen to my name? What will happen to my family? Stop thinking that way. That is how pride, that is how the faculties used to glorify God is turned to make it into pride about self. Then now, he says, you shall not die. See, drawing them, think about themselves. Now, next one, verse 5. Then they say, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods. Then now they begin to think about themselves. You see, the faculties were created to constantly, in everything, in every situation, in every experience, for them to analyze and think about God. Satan successfully used those faculties to make them consider, reflect, ponder, and come to intellectual comprehension about self. Always remember this principle because we're going to use this principle to teach ourselves we, how to glorify God, to turn pride out of our lives. Now then, the fall happened already. Before even she took, she already answered in the we and all that. The answer should have been. Now let me ask you, if you were there and you want to use the faculties correctly, what would your answer have been? Your answer would initially, well, not so bad. Look at the beginning. Um, in, initially, um, verse, verse 3, but the fruit of the tree, she did say, well, God have said, that's good. 
God have said. But look at verse 6. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Of course, it's about herself. Good for food is her stomach, right? Her taste. And the eyes, and pleasant to, eye, to the eyes. Whose eyes? Definitely not God's eyes. The human eye. Tree to be desired to make one wise. To make wise. The person themselves. See, now all the thoughts, all the consideration, using the faculties of knowing and understanding, was directed to self now. Directed to self. And she also gave unto husband with her. And he did it. Convinced that this is the right thing, the best thing for self and husband. Right? Now, when we understand the ability to know, the ability to observe and to draw out details, the ability to comprehend, the ability to reflect, ponder, meditate, and then come to conclusions. You can either draw conclusions about yourself or you draw conclusions about God. She, at the end of it, drew conclusion about what will happen to self. What is good for self and what is all about self. The conclusion were drawn rather to self than to God. That is how these faculties were twisted or rather um, attacked and tempted and man twisted the use of it to draw attention to self. Understand that. Now God made his creation. God made everything around us to draw and given us the ability to observe details about them and even understand details about them for the purpose of making us think about him. Remember that. God allows experiences in your life, abilities in your life, whether it is good experience in the eyes of men or you say not so good experience, whether trials and tribulation, whether it's abilities, intelligence, gifts. Now, all this are actually given to you to be able to understand who he is. Think right thoughts of who he is and then be prudent about it. For what purpose at the end? To keep talking about him, thinking about him, telling people about him in everything that you see and experience in life. That is what God is saying. Israel, you use your ability to see and understand. You look at the Egyptians' horses. You look at the details. 
and you saw that these horses were powerful, were great. You, 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 so you saw, you could comprehend that these this military strategies of these nations are great. You saw and you can understand that making alliances, you have understanding. But the problem is this. Instead of using this understanding to understand me, to see me, to trust in me, you use all this understanding and focus on men and yourself. Hence, God says, well, if you want to glory, use your faculties. That he, glo that he glory in what? That he understandeth and knoweth me. Use these faculties and then you understand and know God and then you glorify him. That is what it is saying. So dear friends, tonight I just want to establish this understanding, this knowledge. Because we have very powerful faculties given by God. Next week, God willing, then we say, Lord, now that I know these faculties are used to glorify you, not myself, for pride, then Lord, how do I use these faculties? How does it look like? I want to be more conscious of it. We don't have to be conscious about how to be proud. If you really use these words and, and apply to yourself, I to myself, say, I use this very well. We use this very well, but always to self. So from the fall in Genesis chapter 3, when Satan managed to make men use those facilities to self, we, we inherited that sinful pride. Let us pray. Our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, Lord, you have given us the ability to know, to understand. Lord, we pray that you teach us to be very careful how we use these faculties. And in the weeks to come, teach us how to use them practically, consciously, to ward away pride and to magnify and glorify you instead. We ask that you be with us in the place of prayer. O oh Lord, we pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.